Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Welcome into One Bills Live. Happy Monday, everybody. Maddie Glab filling in for Chris Brown alongside Steve Tasker from 1 to 3 this afternoon. We've all been up for quite some time because around 6.15, <laughs> the earth was rumbling and rattling. And... A lot of people thought snow plows ran into their apartments or houses. I thought a lightning bolt struck our apartment. and I was looking for a mushroom cloud. I was cloud. ready to go. Yeah, I was looking for a mushroom cloud off in the distance. It sounded like a very distant but distinct explosion, like a TV <laughs> explosion. I was like, oh, my gosh, something went off. I thought a gas truck, a gas explosion, some, or, or, or a jet crash or something. Something big and big boom rumbled, and, you know, everybody, boom, shook the house. Everybody, I mean, it's up, man. You, you could... I don't know if I've been that alive, alert, awake <laughs> around, wake up around 6, sure. 6.15. 6.15, I, I was still snoozing. My alarm yeah. was going to go off at 6.30. 6.15 rolls around. Usually I'm a little tired on Monday mornings, coming off a weekend, and <laughs> boom, you're awake. I am, I'm not above that. We're I'm, not snoozing. I'm at a point in my life, Maddie, where I can be a little bit vulnerable here with our listeners. All right, I go was, ahead. Go for ahead. a minute there, I was terrified. <laughs> I thought I you were like, going to say, I was out like a light. No, I was terrified. I was like, I was really like, wow, that really, because you knew it was something. Mm-hmm. It was not just like the temperature changing in your attic and the and the boards creaking or something, yeah. right? It was. It was more than that. Yes. And. I was looking at like, is the world? Ending? Yeah, I was seriously <laughs> looking for the at like a smoke plume or something in the distance, trying to figure it out. And I gave it, you know, I gave it like literally five minutes. So did you get out of bed, look out the oh, window? I was not going. I was done. I, I was done. I'm exhausted right now. I need a nap. <laughs> so I was done. And so I gave it like five minutes, and then. Took the phone out, looked at Twitter, and found out, yeah, everybody, it wasn't I just went, me. I went straight to Twitter, saw it wasn't just me, 
thought it was an earthquake yep. ends up being an earthquake. But I, as I was on Twitter, some people were saying I started to get dressed and like kind of get ready for whatever the situation was. <laughs> I stayed in bed for like, another 20 minutes really trying to figure like out what was movies. going on. It was like, it was like was, uh, the quiet place or something, right? The, yeah. the meteors come down and the, the monsters come out. Or Armageddon, you know, Zombieland, you know, all this stuff. You thought, what's, you know. Gotta this go. Is this is it, Gotta babe. Go. <laughs> you look at her. <laughs> Gotta We're, pack up my lock things. Lock the doors and keep quiet. Whatever. Yeah. I was, was like, well, if I'm in a situation like that, you you have your fight or flight. I guess I'm just staying in bed. I, <laughs> I wasn't getting ready to do anything. Yeah, it was. Um, and I, I'll say this. I related this two years ago. We were in a, um, a restaurant having dinner in Southern California out in San Diego with some friends. And a little and a small earthquake rumbled through the restaurant in the in the area, whatever. And and, you know, the the they had the the. Uh, pendant lights coming down, mm-hmm. this going hang from the ceiling, and they swung they a little bit. A little. Right, shook a little bit, and you know, us like you and me are right now. We were like, "Wow, what, what did was that?" A, <laughs> did you? And we looking around like, "Wow, we're you know we're kind of losing our minds a little bit." Like, "Wow, is that the thing?" What? And all the people that were from there were like, they were like, uh, what, "What were you saying?" I'm sorry, what, what I missed that? that. Yeah, they just I went right on. They was like, they didn't even think about <laughs> it. They were just like nothing. And yeah, today. Us Buffalonians are with our conversation we're freaking we're out, freaking out because we this that doesn't happen. I've I've been here for over three and a half decades. First one. Yeah, I saw a tweet that said this is going to register on maybe like top five for Buffalo, and the three or four before then were like eighteen hundreds, nineteen twenties, nineteen sixties, were when other ones happened that were a higher magnitude than the. 3.8. So, you know, nothing like getting your Monday started with a little bit of earthquake action. Buffalo's had it all this year. You know, the snow, now the earthquake. What's next? Hopefully we have a nice and easy rest of the winter. We're An early spring. Early spring, good temps. <laughs> Sunshine Have every the day. sun out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, the sun is out in Arizona as Super Bowl week is here for the Chiefs. And the Eagles, they all touch down in Arizona. And so the events of the Super Bowl begin for both teams. And it's a full week of things for them. I believe media night, opening night, is tonight. So they will be speaking with several different media members. Uh, it's the the sound bites, the videos that you see, really, of people just swarmed around each guy for that hour that they get where – you're not really even talking about the game. You're talking about anything but the game. It seems like you, some crazy questions are thrown their way. You have yeah. some kid reporters in the crowd and all that. So I'll be interested yeah. to see some have of the best questions have you ever and witnessed sound bites it? asked. And, no, I have not been I've there I've been before. on both sides of it, obviously, uh, and it's changed over the years. When we first did it, it was a little like you see, it was just it was football people and it was the players and and there were 10 or 12 podiums, and everybody else was kind of standing around, all the mm-hmm. guys. We're all in our game pants and our jerseys, you know, and stuff, which they might be tonight. I don't know. Now it's a show, and there are still the 10 or 15 podiums, mm-hmm. maybe a few more now. And then, you know, it's just guys standing around. And it, But it's not, foot, it's not per se football media. It's entertainment media. Yeah. And you have comedians yes, there tabloids. trying to do their it's, shtick. Yes, they're getting content for mm-hmm. podcasts and all this other stuff. And 
it's about everything except the game that's coming up on Sunday. And yeah. that's for guys who have never been there before. The Chiefs and the Eagles have still got guys from their last Super, you know, Super Bowl. They've been there recently. They'll have guys that can kind of give the guys a heads up. But you get there, and it's the first inkling you have that the entire week is about something other than the game you're going to play. And that's it. I think it's a real realization. It's a weird mindset mentality to, to touch thinking, okay, down yeah. in a different place than you're used to, and you're preparing for the entire week for this game. Yeah, nobody and cares. Your entire schedule is anything but ordinary. Nobody cares about the game. They do not care. <laughs> the me, they're talking about. They're talking about you know the Pro Bowl and this you know this other stuff and you know your where you came from what you're doing who you know what you're doing this week all, there is everything except the game is it tough to lock in as a player it's very distracting and you and the thing too and you've seen this too our guys here in the room in the building mm-hmm. they go through a routine right there's the routine is thrown out the window yep. and the energy that you usually expend on the on the media obligations that you have like open locker room and uh, maybe a Wednesday, you have to, some of the bigger guys like Josh has to speak and stuff on Wednesdays or whatever. Yeah, it is used up completely by like Wednesday night, Thursday morning. But you still got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and yeah, you're still geez. inundated with more media, more mm-hmm. media, more attention, more of this and more of that. It, you just get fed up with it. It's it's a tough tough week for these guys, and you you got to kind of acclimate yourselves and go in knowing that it's going to be different. Well, these two rosters have been put together in very different ways. Um, I saw an NFL article that got released today that kind of details, and it's been a topic of conversation, I would say, over the last week as as people are starting to um, peek behind the curtain of how these teams got built. And, of course, the people who follow those teams know better than us, but people who work in the NFL who are not in the Super Bowl anymore. This is our week to kind of look at these rosters and, you know, compare and contrast what would what would you like the Bills to have that the Chiefs and the Eagles have? And so this article kind of details how the Eagles kind of have put their roster together and how GMs of yesterday are very different than GMs of today and how it's really a win-now mindset and maybe draft picks aren't as important as they as they have been in the past and it's important to to find people and use your capital in terms of money and salary cap through free agency rather than the draft. We saw the L.A. Rams do it. Um, they won a Super Bowl this year, didn't even make it to the playoffs. Is that worth it? That's a good question. Um, so kind of details how the Eagles traded for some really good talent. And then right. you look at the Chiefs, and, and they have a lot of rookies that are – playing meaningful minutes and meaningful snaps on their roster. I think it's five of their eight rookies um, have really contributed to this roster this season. So we'll get into a little bit of that today and also compare the bills to that. I looked at um, where all of the starters on the depth chart, if you go to the team's website, for the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills, where they were drafted. So we'll get into that later in the show to kind of compare, okay, first-round picks, you know, Fourth and beyond, can we draw anything from this? Is it similar across the board? Uh, We also had a mock draft watch that went out uh, on Friday. So we'll also look into who's being mocked to the Bills at that number 27 spot. It's honestly kind of all over the board because free agency hasn't hit yet. That's when it starts to come together mm-hmm. a little bit. So don't don't spoil it. I, I know right, I know well, you have crazy, I know you have a take. The, I know you have a take. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's fun. 
and we all get to and we because it's fun because you know what we all have a voice we all have an opinion and people people are ready to listen my to opinion your and your right opinion now. are just as valid as each other just like somebody we don't you know somebody who doesn't even know mm-hmm. whether the ball's stuffed or blown up their opinion is just as valid that you know because there's so much we don't know right now about what's going to happen in the draft Ex- and, and i'll say it again there's a couple of teams that don't even have a head coach yet yes so i mean what are we you know it's hard what are we doing <laughs> it's you're hard. like why are we talking about this today because it's fun man because I like it. it's fun and it's monday and it's monday the week of the super bowl and the Bills, unfortunately, aren't in it this season. Uh, Pro Bowl happened this weekend. That wrapped up uh, with the flag football game on Sunday. I was talking about on Thursday night how I tuned into all of the skills challenges and really like that. Did not tune in at all on Sunday. I was busy doing other things. Didn't put the game on, but the NFC won uh, with, I think, the scores. 35 to 33 and that's factoring in the score leading into that game so nfc goes home with a little bit more money in their pockets compared to the afc tasker did you watch any of this no (laughs) no but you did you did watch a formal former pro bowl game right i I went back i I, I, yes it popped up on my timeline Okay. And it was somebody going, hey, remember this? This is, look at this game compared to like the game that I called on a radio a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when it was in Orlando. And, and these things that they're doing now, it's not a game. It's, you know, it's flag football, seven on seven. It's, uh, you know, tic tac, kick tac toe, mm-hmm. you know, the water balloon toss, <laughs> dodgeball, longest drive, you know, all that stuff's going on. And it's not even a football game, except, and this is the closest thing, was the seven on seven flag football. And I went back and somebody put on the 1993 Pro Bowl, which, you know, I was in with a bunch of guys. And it was unbelievable in the 15-minute highlight thing that it was. It's kind of extensive. Mm -hmm. There was 25 penalties that weren't penalties then that would be now. Oh, gosh. Like like bad hits, So it was like a real game. Yeah. We had like got guys wanted that receivers check. getting hung out and getting laid out by by safeties and stuff. It was unbelievable. I was like, "What are we dumb? <laughs> We've got we the were, video. Yeah, there it is. Here's some of it. It was it was idiotic. I look back at it, it's like, "What were we doing?" <laughs> there you go. And it was. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I made that tackle there. So I <laughs> just crazy stuff. You know, guys just you know getting laid out and uh, quarterback Steve Young. Dan Marino, Troy Aikman, um, all the you know Hall of Fame guys everywhere, and Marino. <laughs> you just gave a high five. If you're watching on MSG, you've got blood rolling down your elbow. Right. Steve. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, I do. It was. Yeah. So <laughs> it was rough. So I was looking at these guys. Marino like throws this ball. It gets batted in the air, and after he throws, the balls are getting tipped backwards out of the. You know, it's out of play. I think it was Ricky Jackson of the Saints just two-hand jacks him in the chest, boom, and just lays him out. This is, you know, Marino. I'm like, what this are you doing? This is a Pro Bowl. It's the Pro Bowl. These guys are just just waxing each other. We were dumb. We were so stupid. Now so it's a flag football stupid. game. It's Fast forward to 2023, it literally is it's flag a flag football, football game. It's literally flag football. <laughs> and you know, and why were guys playing so hard back then? Was it for, for 10 the grand. check for ten the ten grand. grand? 
Winner takes home 10K. Loser takes home 5K. No, no, no. T- loser takes home 5, 10K. 10K. Winner takes home 20. Okay. So it was the 10, 10 grand difference. Okay. And I remember thinking this, oh, we really need to win this game because, you know, I brought the whole family and the, you know. You 15 people the with whole, you. You know, I had the whole fam damnly with me. <laughs> and, you know, I got to break even on the trip. I really, you know. So that's why we're pushing and shoving. Right. And this was back when most, of, like maybe half those rosters were probably making seven figures. Mm-hmm. And I, I was nowhere near that. But, you know, it was a long weekend in Vegas for most of these yeah, guys. You were for having for that fun. money. They were having fun. And I'm telling you what, I was, I didn't remember it being that intense. I really didn't. And I was looking at it going, man, by comparison, it's crazy. Brought you back. Right. The right. memories came I remember flowing back. I, got, I had a couple of inj- I got I got my finger broke. I think my finger got broken in that game, actually. But I'm not sure. Um, oh, my gosh. One of that, one of the other ones. But it was uh, crazy to think about. And then you see this. And, and I get it, too. The stuff they're doing now, it's kind of, you know, in some ways, and I, I don't want to take this the wrong way. In some ways, it's better because it gets a chance for you because they have so many cameras. And so much access with the media mm-hmm. that you can get a chance to see these guys interact between themselves, like on the sidelines. That's you know? one thing that I heard people say, you know, not having a helmet on. It's yeah. you see more of the personality in a flag football game. And really, and you see more of the personality from guys that are defensive linemen and offensive linemen. So that's what people enjoyed. I was listening to Good Morning Football um, when I was getting ready this morning, and and that's one takeaway that they had was it was fun to see the personality without helmets on. I agree. And I agree with that. So the game ends. I saw this on Twitter. The – and the NFC is up 35 to 33. So the score is that high because you already have a fixed score going into it based on the skills challenges. Right. So the AFC was up 21 to 15. So the NFC was really going to have to put on a show in the flag football game. They ended up doing so. So I think there's like 41 seconds left on the clock. And Kirk Cousins, I think they're within. They're in the red zone, and I can't remember the exact rules for flag football, but I think within the 10-yard line, you can't you can't run, or maybe it's within the – once you get into the right, red zone, you, right. you can't run the ball. And so Kirk Cousins starts to kneel down, and Peyton Manning is saying that's a penalty because that's a rushing attempt. You can't rush. You're, you're too close to the goal line, so you cannot have a rushing attempt. So Peyton Manning is yelling, you know, it's a penalty, it's a penalty, it's a penalty. There's still time on the clock. The game is not over. And I guess the ref told Kirk Cousins that he could kneel down. So Peyton was very upset about the way that the game ended. And Justin Jefferson is waving goodbye to the AFC. And Peyton just looks pissed. He looks bitter. Eli Manning gets dumped with water. He's celebrating. He has some offhand comment about how he's, you know, he's the better coach of the two brothers. Something something to, to that degree. But Peyton was not oh pleased that, that that's how hilarious. the game finished. That that is hilarious. So, it makes sense, but well, what are you going to do? You know, I. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Yep. So that's a wrap on the 2023 Pro Bowl games. We had seven guys 
in the Pro Bowl, Dawson Knox caught a two-point conversion, I saw. Um, there was a clip that I saw on Twitter, too, of Trayvon Diggs and Stefan Diggs guarding each other. Mm-hmm. The ball did not go Stefan Diggs' way. Um, I saw but Steph it was funny to pick. see them jawing at each other. Yeah, Steph threw an interception to his brother. <laughs> so it was – there it is right there. Oh, you my see it. gosh. Yeah, he threw it, and it goes the other way. for He threw a pick six to his brother. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I did not I could, see that on Twitter. I, you know, I, got, I have three older brothers. I can't imagine a worse scenario. <laughs> Throwing a pick six. And then I didn't, I didn't catch up on the best catch, but Stefan Diggs was voted to, to go on to the final round of best catch. It was him and Amon Ross St. Brown. And I guess Stefan Diggs and Trayvon Diggs, they kind of, Steph must have been like, hey, help me out. I want you to help me out for the best catch for the finale here. Right. And I guess it was a disaster. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. Compared to Amon Ross St. Brown, he had, I don't know who he had with him, but his catches were way better than Stefan Diggs. <laughs> so Amon Ross St. Brown ends up winning that. And I guess Steph was pissed with where Trayvon was throwing the ball. So it looks like these two didn't even practice it. Maybe maybe they didn't. You know, they're two professional NFL players. So do they really need to practice um, throwing a ball in the air to a point where Steph can catch it? So as Steph is in the air, he jumps off this tiny little trampoline to, like, land into a mat. Mm-hmm. And... Trayvon's throwing the ball up, and Steph is, like, in the air, pissed off at his brother for where the ball is being placed. (laughs) 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 So they're just, like, arguing like two (laughs) brothers would. That is great. That is great stuff. Yep, so not good, not good. The one in the pool was way better, Steph. That that was great. Um, But Amon Ross St. Brown ended up winning best catch. But I, I enjoyed that facet of the Pro Bowl did not watch flag football games um caught up on some of that on Twitter so right you yeah, know let's see, it's we'll see what it's like next year yeah, this is year I, one of this I wonder yeah I mean they're probably they're probably gonna keep it up and you know do something and tweak it and say more of this less of that so uh, I heard some players say you know we like this format we like it more but then Josh Jacobs came out and said that it was stupid that he didn't like it well, so always, you can't, uh, you're you're not going to please everybody, right? right? You're right. not going to please everybody. But it seemed like overall, from what I heard and saw on Twitter, if you're watching on MSG, you're watching Amon Ross St. Brown jump over the, the, Lions, the Lions mascot, mascot to make a catch. Pretty epic for the best catch. And then you have Snoop Dogg um, yep. being a part of the judging Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. There were some pictures of Snoop and Stefan Diggs next to each other. So those those are cool things. We had some of the stars, Trayvon Diggs' son, Aiden Diggs, who we've seen right. um, kind of all over the place. He was there. Um, the, the Jets kid, Johnny, who does the ice cream thing after they won. It's Johnny, I got some more ice cream, <laughs> if you saw that at all during the season. Anytime the Jets won, he would get ice cream. So they were doing the gritty on the sidelines. So it seemed like it was kind of like the who's who of the sports uh, world You know what was surprised there. me about it? It looked like the entire stadium was packed. Mm. It looked like the entire stadium was packed. It looked like it. I don't know if it was or not. Yeah. I was like, people are actually like, <laughs> it's a flag football game. I think seeing kids like uh, Aiden Diggs on the sideline, I feel like this format 
Look at the look at the stands. It is pretty. It's, it's crowded. Completely full wow. all the way around. They're playing on a fifty yard That's field. Crazy. The middle fifty yards of the game of the field is where they're playing. Twenty down to you yeah. know, between the two twenty five yard lines, mm-hmm. and the, it's packed. The whole the whole stadium is full. Yeah. For this. That's pretty wild. I was saying, I feel like this format is for kids. You know? Yes. Kids I can get really it. get involved with this and like it. Not that they because can't with a regular football game, but you're doing cool things like you're doing best catch, you're doing kick tack toe, you're doing water balloons, you're doing dodgeball, and then you're doing flag it, football, which a lot of kids play flag football. Yeah, it certainly so it's, makes it accessible. It might accessible. be kind of like a let's do this to help grow the game. Right. You know? I get it. And it's. Because you can't see kids, see the pros doing stuff like this. And there and is something with having your helmet off. You get to accessible. see the smiles. You get to see the reactions. Because yeah. your kids are sitting at home going, well, I can do that out of my yard. Let's yeah. go. You know, that totally. kind of thing. And I, I, I'm all about it. I'm all about that stuff. It's great. But it is vastly different than anything we've ever seen the NFL do. Because like a lot of pro sports teams, like sports leagues do, they take themselves sometimes a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is not that. It's not serious. This is not it's that. Fun. It's fun. And they, they have to be serious for so much of the entire year. You know, your 18-week season, it's nice to see some of these guys have fun like this. Yeah, and I, I'll say this. I was uh, – I remember the my, uh, my mindset when I went. It was always a relief to get out there. It's always a thrill and a you know, and an uh, an honor to be out there. But even you know when you'd been there for a couple of times, like I I went, it was great to see the really good players in the mm-hmm. league and get to know them, and get a chance yeah. to say hello. It was, it was a that was the best part about it yeah. was, you know, seeing some guys getting better acquainted with some guys and and uh, you know just exchanging pleasantries and talking to them about their sport, about their position, about their team, about their season and all of that stuff. It's fun. So I thought that was the one thing that they got out of this flag football thing was that kind of uh, across the team um, interaction, you know, players from different teams being, you know, on the same team. And seeing how that worked, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. So the article that I was speaking about um, in the beginning of the show, let me get this title here. It's called Making Moves. So if you head to NFL.com, you can see that article. I'm about halfway through it. Uh, So Jeffrey Chidea, who wrote the article, is actually going to come on with us at 2 o'clock. And it goes along with our Twitter topic, our Twitter question today, it has to do with rosters, how you build a roster. How would you rather build a roster? What are facets that you like about the Chiefs roster? What do you like about the Eagles roster from how it was built to where it's strongest? Up front, is it offensive weapons, quarterbacks? Like, What do you like about it? So give, it, give us a call at 803-0550 or tweet at us. Uh, we will discuss that here in the coming segments. And Jeffrey Chidea will be able to chime into that conversation with with his in-depth article about how the Chiefs and and the Eagles roster kind of came to be. And now they're on the Super Bowl stage. That's what everybody wants to do. They want to be able to make it to the Super Bowl. How do you do that? Is there a right formula for it? Is there is something trending in one direction? Is free agency really the move now? Um, is the draft really not as important as as much anymore? Does it depend year to year with 
where the draft is heavy in certain in certain position groups and all of that. So we'll we'll tap into all of that at two o'clock. And our question is: Which Super Bowl roster, Chiefs Eagles makeup, would you rather have, and why? Right, and then, and the the most basic differences are are pretty obvious pretty obvious to people who pay close attention. The Chiefs have Pat Mahomes, who signed that $500 million deal, and they've got a lot of contributions from rookies from this year's draft class. The Eagles have a quarterback on his rookie deal, and they signed a bunch of free agents, so they spent their money the other end. Mm -hmm. you know. And so, and both of them are in the Super Bowl. Both of them were the one seed. Both of them scored up to this point of the season and through the playoffs. They've scored the exact same number of points. Mm -hmm. So um, it's interesting to look at to see how teams have done it. We've seen and we've heard how the window opens up for teams if they get a quarterback who's really good on his rookie deal. And they can really make hay yeah. during that. You have, you have more money to work with. Right. Now, we have seen with Pat Mahomes, uh, Brady in uh, Tampa Bay, uh, with Matt Stafford in L.A., guys with big contracts – being able to get it done. Um, it's, it's interesting to think about because certainly the Bills are in a spot where they just signed an, their quarterback to an extension. He's not on his rookie deal mm -hmm. anymore. And they're doing it with some – and they're also doing it with some key free agents that they've signed. And there's some – you know, the Chiefs, they, they deal away one of their best wide receivers. And now their wide receiver room looks really different compared to how much they were paying Tyreek Hill versus their wide receiver room now. I think um, on Good Morning Football they were talking about it today. It was like there's $15 million tied up in the Chiefs' current wide receiver room right now compared to what Tyreek Hill is making per year, which would have been more than $15 million, I believe. So different ways to go about it, you know – you hate parting ways with somebody who is the one of the biggest reasons why you are so good. But if it's for the good of the entire roster and you believe there are ways that you can get by and make it without a key piece, a key figure uh, like Tyreek Hill, why not try it? And they right. proved they could do it. They're right. in the Super Bowl. A lot of people had questions going into this season of, are the Chiefs going to be as good as they were without a weapon like Tyreek Hill? They've proved that they absolutely are. Yes. And they did it by drafting, and they also did it by some low-budget free agents, which is what Brandon Bean said the team is going to have at, to do this offseason. Yeah, at, at some point, you know, and we sent the Chiefs, got a, a, some real contributions from some rookies. The Bills, not so much from their rookie class. Some, mm -hmm. James Cook, Khalil Shakir, Benford, and Kyir Elam, would be the most prominent rookies that did it. Um, but I would say, you know, other teams, like particularly the Chiefs, got more of a contribution from their rookies um, than, you know, with Pacheco uh, and those guys uh, than, than the Bills did. Mm -hmm. um, they did, you know, defensively they had some rookies on the field at corner. So I'm. it's interesting to think about how these teams fit together. I think we're get, seeing proof that no matter how you build it, you just got – I think you got to have guys – a number of guys, whatever percentage we're looking, I, I couldn't tell you, but a certain number of guys outplaying their money that they're getting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're playing better than the market value would have had them playing. Particularly, you can get that easier when you've got rookies out there who can really contribute athletically and with their skill set. So I see where it comes from in the quarterback room where you say if your quarterback's on his rookie contract, 
you can really open the window. But it also works for other positions too if you get enough of those guys. Yeah. You know, number one wideout who's a rookie, like a Justin Jefferson last year mm -hmm. with uh, with Minnesota. All this stuff. If you can get comp really prominent players outplaying their salary, that's when you start to, I think, your window's really open then. Yeah. This article, Making Moves, also goes into a quote uh, that somebody within the Rams front office had um, where they talk about dealing away, trading away their first-round picks and how because they did that, that allowed them to focus a lot more on the middle of the draft. Uh, the quote explained, you know, you do so much to prepare for the top half of the NFL draft, your first and second, right. your third round pick probably. But by trading away your first round pick, that frees up a lot of time to focus on maybe your second, third, fourth, and fifth rounders to really try and hit on the meat, the meat right. and potatoes of the draft. I thought that was a really interesting um, thing to say and, and an idea to have, not having to worry about a first round. Maybe you are going to get more out of the middle tier guys if you get that right it's so tough you know you could draft a first rounder but is that first rounder going to develop under your coaching staff are they going to make the impact you need within the time that you you allow them um to be on the roster and, and right. to grow into what you want them to grow into i think it's fascinating i wish there was something that and this goes into analytics i wish there was a way to measure and determine based on where you're drafted, what position you play, and your stats in your first three seasons to basically say if you were a bust or not. And, and, right. and it didn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a bust or not, but maybe on a scale of being a bust or not a bust at all. I think right. that would be really interesting because you always look at these players who are drafted in their first three years as they kind of gear toward a second deal and you're wondering you know, now some people are obvious bus and some people are are definitely not bus but where does it fall on on this on scale, scale? Yeah, right. and how could you rank general managers and scouting departments based on where they fall on the scale every single season yeah are that's, some that's way right. above others are yeah. are a lot just in the middle so. i don't think so i i've heard a lot of when you look at all these teams and their histories I know we got to go to break here, but the the philosophy these days in the NFL is get as many draft picks as you can because everybody bats about the same. If you can bat like 300, mm -hmm. if you get th three out of ten starters or great pro bowlers, you're, you're knocking it out of the park. Most people can get three contributors, but not great players. But if you can get that many, you're great. But everybody's batting about the same because they're all talking about the same pool of players and nobody knows how good these guys are going to be. And you spread it out over 32 teams, everybody gets about the same amount of players. So it's really hard to outperform unless you you know, kind of hit it lucky one year. But the philosophy then means, well, if you bat that 300 like everybody bats, but you've got 20 picks and everybody else has got seven, you're going to get like True. you know you're going to get mm -hmm. six guys instead of three mm -hmm. so it's a bigger dip so get as many draft picks as you can because you can find guys like Matt Milano in the 5th round or Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant you can find these guys that are like wow this guy's you know pretty good yeah. like Christian Benford Jordan Poyer's Jordan Poyer's a 7th round draft pick so you can find guys like that out there but you've got to have a lot of picks to 
to make those percentages work. Yeah. It's interesting. I think you could talk about this forever. At least I could with. Well, we're going to talk about it for so many three factors. Here. So many factors. Yeah, we're going to talk about it for the next three months because the draft is not until the end of April. April 27th is that day. But we're not even to the Super Bowl yet. Maybe we need to slow our roll. So we're going to take a break, cool off here. When we come back, we're going to get into our tweet sheet. Uh, what Super Bowl roster would you rather have? What makeup would you rather have and why? Give us a call here, 803-0550, or tweet at us. We are One Bills Live. We're presented by Kaleida Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.